from downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBHM, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka. This week on Nintendo Main, we're going to talk about Mario Golf and Tony Hawk Pro Skater, and we got Jesse here to do it with us. Hey, no skating on the golf course. Only tourists call it the Willis Tower. Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 277, your place for Nintendo fans to talk about recently released games starring Nintendo people, characters, and such. We are your hosts. I'm Trey. Slow-ass golf is the best golf, Johnson. I'm Jeremy. Freshly picked, Mikowski. I'm John. 17 again, knitter. And uh, we have a special guest this week. I'm Jesse Can't Do a Combo, Ramholm. <laughs> <laughs> more like More like Nambo. Or no combo. Nambo, Nambo no, number no, zero. No combo. I'm Jesse yeah. Nambo. <laughs> Nambo negative one. Yeah, we got a we got a full house here. We got a we got guest Jesse here again to talk to us. I mean, we've all been playing the same games. You guys were actually playing them before we started here, so just moments ago. So we got plenty to talk about and all that. But let's start off like we normally do and talk about the other stuff that we've been playing. That's not the main things, I guess. I'll go first, but I don't have a whole lot on here. I got Ease 9 preloaded on my Switch just because, uh, well, I mean, I was going to get it anyway because Ease is awesome, but also the it's on it's on sale till the uh, till the 6th, and if you buy the Deluxe Edition, you actually get it for the regular price of the regular one. So I bought the Deluxe Edition for 60 instead of 80 so that's pretty cool. You get 20 bucks off right now if you want to do that. And also Ease 8 is on sale for $20 as well for anybody who wants to get into the Ease world. I know Jesse watched me play it a little bit on Twitch, and uh, you can on all of them you can roll forever, which is your favorite thing on there. So I love rolling in video games. Yeah, you can roll forever, and you don't have a stamina meter. So it's actually a big part of the game later when you have to like you can do like a witch time type thing, like from Bayonetta, where if you roll at the right time, everything slows down and all that stuff. But yeah, I'm super oh, okay. super psyched about that game. It's coming out next week, so. So I went ahead and preloaded that just because I was excited about the deluxe version on there. I bought a I bought Paperball Deluxe. That's the uh, Super Monkey Ball knockoff with the uh, with the paper mache balls and the cat people in there. And it's it was on sale. It was on sale for like eight dollars or something like that. So I so I went for it because it's super cheap. And uh, after we were playing online the other night, I was just kind of just like drunkenly going around on it. And there's a there's a lot of really cool levels in there. I actually watched a video review of it, and some of the stuff in there was pretty impressive. So, and there's a lot on there. There's like there's like maybe two hundred some levels on there, from what I've seen. And it's it you know for anybody who's excited about the new remake of Monkey Ball, as I am, and want more Monkey Ball stuff, get that game because it very much feels it pretty much feels exactly like the other Monkey Ball game. It even does like the countdown and says Fallout when you fall off and all that stuff. Like they were really 
taken their time to make it sound and look exactly like the other monkey balls. So Does it have hundred levels like monkey ball or is it eight dollars worth of levels? No, that's what I just said. I think there's like two hundred levels on there. There's, okay. there's a shit ton of levels on there. No, it's I mean it, it originally came out for twenty something, but no, it's not it's by no means a small package in any way. There's a lot of stuff to do on there. There there are no mini games though. That's the only thing. But there are but there are a shit ton of levels on there. You know, at different and you can start on different difficulty levels. And there's like time attack and there's like other stuff. There's a mode where you can go through with the jump button, which kind of changes it, you know, changes the way you play it. So you can choose to like be able to jump or not, which is kind of cool. But there's there's different ways for you to go through the levels that are on there. And it's it's neat for, you know, it's one of those things I was interested in and it was on sale. So there you go. And also, I thought this one would be funny just because I've talked against it so many times. But I ended up getting Apple Arcade just because I was so fucking bored on set waiting, waiting for the sun to set that I ended up getting it on my phone. And it took like, I mean, I, I barely got to play it because it took a million years to download anything in this hotel with like no with no internet signal whatsoever. But yeah. I, I, I downloaded it just because I was, you know, we we had those, we've been doing these like half days where we, you know, we would do like half night and half day. And, and sometimes we get done early and we have to wait like two hours for the sun to set. And I was just so incredibly bored that I was like, well, maybe I can get that fucking golf game. And this was before the Mario Golf game was out. And I did. I got Clap Hands Golf. I played it. And it's okay. I just really, I don't really understand putting on it at all. And I think it kind of sucks because there's so many times that I've putted from right next to the hole all the way to the other side of the, of the green, like all the way to the edge. And I'm like, what the, I don't understand how to gauge distance on this game at all. You know, it's cause you kind of like, you know, you like put your finger on it and you like pull down and like flick it up like that. And it's, and it's, you, it's really hard to like make it not be full power every time is what I really found a difficulty with in that game. And I haven't touched it since the Mario golf game came out because I've been bringing that to set for like any time that I actually have the ability to do that. So try Fantasian on there. That's like the premier no, Apple arcade game at the moment. Yeah, I know. It's the guys from Final Fantasy and all that. I just really don't have I just really don't have the headspace for RPG right now because it's sure. everything else that's going on. It's uh, it's something I'll try later when I you know, after I play all the other RPGs on Switch that I'm more excited about. But I mean, I it's like one of those things. It's like I have, I don't, I wouldn't have, wouldn't be charged for it until January. So it's just kind of like, I guess I'll leave it on there <laughs> for now. But I was that bored that I got fucking Apple Arcade, even though I said that I never wanted it. Now it's on there until I forget about it and get charged five dollars, and then I take it off. But that's pretty much what I've been doing aside from the main event stuff. Yeah, I haven't been doing much either i played a little bit of subnautica this week but i've definitely gotten to a point in that game where whatever i need to do next i need to really kind of stock up and so i've been kind of unwilling to do that but i need to make a bunch of water a bunch of food did, did ready you need to go for a did, long time did you figure out like where you needed to go for the thing like, sort of i figured out like a spot where you can go really deep and that's what you're supposed to do so oh, okay yeah yeah you said that a, a couple weeks ago and uh i found um, aerogel. So I made a water filtration thing. So I'm on the right path. I just I went back to the main ship, the the Aurora. Is that what it's called? And I went there, Sounds but I right. wasn't ready for it, so I died. But are you talking about the one that's on fire, like that you see yeah. at the very beginning? Can you go in there? Yeah. Okay. I couldn't figure out where the entrance was. But there's it. a serpent like protecting it that'll it, kill it, the shit out of you. So you gotta be yeah. Careful. Yeah, that guy sucks, and he's freaky looking too, like the Leviathan or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I got killed by that thing a bunch of times. And that and he, he prob- that's probably what destroyed your sea moth all those other times as well. Oh yeah. I've got video proof. Um in fact the last time I did go to the ship and got into it, I I marooned my sea moth on the ship. Like I couldn't get it off, so it was just stuck. <laughs> so that was annoying, but I ended up just resetting the game because I, I, I got a few little like uh pieces of lore in there, but I don't think I like went deep enough to get any of the cool stuff, but it's pretty cool. I mean, it's kind of like almost like a dungeon that you got to like get through to get to all the different stuff. But yeah, I need to be ready for that. And then I think that's where you can get a bunch of like blueprints that help you out a bunch. So that's probably what I'm going to try to do. But other than Subnautica and the other topics, and I actually just got this game today, but I ordered it back when John originally started talking about um, playing Captain Rainbow on the the project dolphin emulator and the very first thing i thought of i was like well i really want to play that and i also want to play this game that i bought i bought uh <laughs> freshly picked tingles rosy rupee land oh weird like a it's a game boy advance game which which one is it on it's yes. a ds game the ds game is it a fan translated one or how did you get it it's definitely a bootleg or is and it i the figured it, i figured as much when i bought it because it was only like 30 bucks mm-hmm but I bought. I just bought it off of eBay, and I said, "Fuck it!" Like it's if it is a bootleg, then whatever. I didn't try. I didn't try to. But it's like it's a really expensive game. It's a really rare. So there was, I think, a European release of it. Yep. So you could find a an English version natively, but it's really expensive. So I wanted to play it bad enough. I was like, I'm just gonna buy it. So I bought it, not even completely expecting to get it anytime soon because it did not seem legit. I got it, and it works so far. And it's weird. It's a really weird game. And and you said it is in English, or it isn't? It's in English. Oh, okay. uh, a lot of the signs and stuff when you're walking around are in Japanese. But I've played other games like that. I mean, there's, yeah, there's a lot of games like that. I mean, pretty much most RPGs. I think all the stuff in the background are there is in Japanese. I mean, even like some Zeldas have like stuff in Japanese in the background. And I only played it a little bit today. I played it, uh, who knows, like what actual game time I put into it because it was mostly a lot of text that I was reading. But uh, so far, it's very interesting. It's very interesting. You're in a you're in the Zelda universe, but you're not the, at the uh, same time. I was to say one of the great things if you're playing it on a 3ds, the 3ds will actually tell you how long you played it, much better than the Switch does. Oh right, yeah, I'll, I'll be able to tell that because it like broke it down like by the minute and all that. I miss that stuff so much. We've talked about that before, but they just did it so much better on the Wii and the 3DS, where it would like it had that little book where you could like where you could put everything like in order and all that, and it would show you like how much you played everything and like how many times you turned it on and what your average play time was and all that fun stuff. So this game reminds me a little bit so far of almost like a Wario game um, because. Money is everything. Like so, in this case, instead of like coins, it's rupees. But you literally are made into tingle by this rupee god who has like a rupee for a head at the beginning. And another weird thing that kind of dawned on me when I was playing this is because Tingle was always, you know, a middle-aged man trying to be uh, Link or whatever. But in this, they specifically say his age, which I think they've mentioned before. He's but like, I was like, oh shit, I'm older than Tingle now. Isn't he like 35 yeah, or something? 35. Yeah, 35. I'm yeah, because like, he oh, said, God, I'm older than Tingle, and I used to think he was so old. Because he, he, he says it in uh, uh-huh. 
yeah, he, 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 he right? says in Majora's Mask that yeah, he's that he's like a young thirty-five or something like that. Yep. Yeah, um, but what is he in Wind Waker? That's the question. Because <laughs> Wind Waker would be way later, so he'd be like a couple hundred years old. I mean, well, I mean, but Majora's Mask is like an alternate dimension, even. So, <laughs> so that so that tingle could be the same age as the Wind Waker tingle, because they don't even really because Link like fell into like a a time portal or something in that where he went to like a whole nother world that doesn't even really exist. Well, Wind Waker also had a bunch of tingles, like had a whole family like a, within that universe. Yeah, I'm yeah, pleased they're by all the thought of thousands of tingles existing mm-hmm. right now. They're like all they're like all brothers or cousins or something. Is that tingle your fancy? It tingles it. Yeah, but so far I would just like the game starts with me, you know, the main character who becomes tingle. It's just a guy laying on a floor in like this cluttery office or whatever. And then he hears a voice from the sky that tells him to go to the Western pool. He goes to the Western pool and that's where he meets the, the rupee God. And so from that point on, the game is rupees are everything. So rupees are your life. If you run out of rupees, you die. Um, but nobody is really going to talk to you or help you out at all if you don't pay them off. So you'll even like get to a point where you'll try to walk through like a pathway and then someone will put something out and block you and be like, you have to pay the toll to keep going. So uh, you just basically have to keep acquiring and spending rupees. And then eventually you get to go to the rupee land, which is like the heaven of rupees, I guess. So that's the whole point of the game, as far as I can tell. Um, the Rosy rupee land. You can make you like you can collect materials from monsters you defeat and then make recipes with them. And then I don't know if you do anything with them yet or if you just sell the recipes. I I don't know yet, but you do that to make money, I think, is part of it. So yeah. It's weird though. Like when you save, it's a little bit like Candy Kong. It's like a a tingle, but she's a lady and she's really like kind of gratuitous in her in her drawing and stuff. And she's the one that you communicate with that saves your game for you. And she'll just talk to you if you just want to like talk to you and she'll kind of like flirt with you a little bit. It's kind of funny. It's it's a little I wouldn't say it's racy necessarily, but it's definitely like fanboy to a certain extent, like this weird looking tingle babe or whatever is <laughs> in the game. Um and yeah, other than that, I mean it's it's got really interesting animation. Yeah, it's her. <laughs> I, I oh, just wow. I just looked up Tingle's Rosy Rupee Land and this is the first thing I found was this picture. So uh, she looks like so, like Tingle if Tingle was one of the great fairies from Zelda. Oh yeah, That's yeah. Good, yeah. yeah. That is a risque photo for Nintendo. Well, I mean those fairies in Zelda were pretty much like I mean mm-hmm. they had the camera angles were like were like right on top of their assholes there. It was very, very, very <laughs> success. It was weird. They were all like bent over and it was very subject suggestive, you know. I mean, they were they were not hiding that at all, and they're not really wearing anything. They're like pretty much naked, but they just have like moss on them or whatever, or like the lay, yeah. you know, like they they have like a you know leaves on that, like just uh, just covering the major parts. And they were definitely sexy fairies. But I'm gonna play it more, and I'll have more to say about it in the future, I'm sure. But for now, it's a it's a fun little novelty. I'm glad I didn't have to pay the actual secondhand market price to play it gotta be like yeah. 200 bucks or something let's hope it's still at least like, let's hope it works and lets me like actually finish let you get all the way to the end i'm anxious to hear more game. about it because i've been very curious about that game and then the the other tingle game what was that one there was another I, tingle game on ds i did not know that there was there was right. a second one that's even more rare 
And it's uh, like a sequel to this one. You're not confusing it with the Tetra one because there's also the Tetra one as well. With, no, with the no, there's another lady. Tingle game on on the DS. It's I don't know if it's a sequel, but it's a second Tingle game. Yeah, I don't know. Looking it up. I uh, did. Did you did you try any of the demos, Jeremy? Any of the RPG demos that came out? I started playing a little bit of the Monster Hunter World one, but I. I don't know. I think I just got off of work because I worked this morning and I started to like doze off while I was playing it because there was just a lot of text and I was just like not able to get through it. But I have it. I downloaded it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, uh, I, I didn't get to play a whole lot of it, but I did kind of a, I was, I was getting frustrated with, uh, Mario Golf. So I switched over mm-hmm. to that one to, to play it for a while. And it looks really good. Like the graphics look great, but I didn't really get to like battling anything yet. I kind of just, I kind of just did the first thing where I talked to some of the people and created my character, and and then I went to my house and saved a couple times, and then I went and talked to somebody else, and then I went back to my house and saved. But I think it looks great, and I really want to play it. And I think the demo is around like three hours. Is what I, I think they're both. I think that one and the world ends with you are both like three hour demos that carry over. So hopefully, when I have more time, I'll get to play it. But I've been just been trying to get through the other one because I felt like I heard that that one's kind of close on that on that to that length as well but you know we'll talk about that later the other tingle game is called ripened tingles balloon trip of love oh wow well, that's, that's a long one that was in august 2009 released only in japan so maybe there is a even more obscure fan translation i can find of that i'm on a balloon trip of love this one i ordered from canada so i was curious maybe there is some chance it was legit but when i got it it was not because I thought maybe there was like a release in Canada and I just didn't know that. But that's usually not the case with with games. But just the label itself looks like it was printed with a printer. You can tell. Oh yeah, yeah, because it's like all a little more washed out. Yeah, you can see the ja- see the jaggies and and such mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Of yeah, you, you when it's like a smaller smaller image and it's blown up and you can tell it's kind of like looks bad on the sides and all around it. Well, I, in a way, I supported piracy, but I, I paid money for it in good faith. I don't know what that means. That's, I was hoping it was real. Yeah. I, should have known I don't know. Like at this point, it's not really available. Nintendo hasn't made it no. available. Yeah, they're so not, they're not like, going to get yeah. any money from it. And this and isn't something you can just download. It needs to have a touch screen. It needs to have a like form factor yeah. to play it. Yeah, you can't. Even just... if you bought a actual copy, the money would be going to somebody else, mm-hmm. not Nintendo or any of the creators. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. There's no way to buy a new version of it anyway, so. Might as well just do what you can to get it. I don't foresee it being a great game, but it's still interesting and kind of, you know. I think Captain Rainbow actually sounds like it's a fun game. This is going to be kind of a collect-a-thon, I think. But still, I think it's, for me anyway, that game has been a curiosity ever since it came out. And and I imagine it might be the same for you. To satisfy that curiosity after this amount of time, I think, is worth it. Mm -hmm. For sure, yeah. That's well, it, for, it other than the uh, titles, the other titles. Well, I beat Say No More this week, and I got to reiterate that I really like this game. It's just a, it's an excellent bite-sized, low-pressure kind of game uh, that you can just play You know, when you want to take your mind off of things. I really recommend it. Um, I was expecting just like a silly game, but I was actually really surprised by uh, how, how deep it was in ways. Like there's resonance to some of the story's themes. There's positive messages like it has something to say about uh, self-respect setting personal boundaries and living a meaningful life but not not something i was i was expecting from this little game uh it's got a lot of 
progressive values even like there's pro-union messages there's stuff about a four-day work week one of the lines that your coach tells you he's he says uh you don't need to you don't need work or capitalism to self-actualize oh wow so i mean there's there's really something to say in this pretty uh, deep and and correct there yeah (laughs) Um, as far as re- replayability, I remember Trey was asking me a couple of days ago about the you know what's the actual gameplay like. It is again like a telltale game, so it's more of a story, and it's got you know action elements to it. I, I described it last week as a on rails knower, like you're instead of shooting, you're saying no at people. So the replayability is mostly in he- hearing the writing again, which I think is worth it because jokes come so rapid fire that you're going to miss some and also in showing it to friends i've, I've had fun showing it to different people uh, especially my nieces and nephews were over um, the other day and they were wrapped up in it as as my nephew was playing it like it, they were all watching a tv show um it's like it, it presents like a quality cartoon show the writing is really good it appeals to all ages um, and there's like a lot of visual gags that pack the screen so Again, on replayability, you might miss some of the visual gags the first time around. So it's worth playing again and again, I think. It was just a joyful experience all the way through. It was only about three hours until I beat it, but I was smiling the whole time. So I think it's worth the $15 price. And in fact, I suspect that it's going to be in my top 10. Well, we're halfway through the year, so. That's true. There's some serious contenders now. The only thing is, it it kind of feels like, um, sort of like a walking simulator, but like a knower simulator. To where it, it to me it just kind of looks like there's not much strategy to it. Like you're just like the story's well written, but all you do is just press a button and say no. That's kind of the impression that I've, so that I've gotten the, from it. Where the light strategy comes in is that some characters require more powerful nose, so you have to charge it sometimes, mm. and you can combine it with uh, like you can knock them off their guard by laughing at them first. And then hit them with a no. <laughs> so it's it's really light strategy for sure. There's your combo from, from earlier. Yeah. I mean, my five-year-old nephew was just blasting through the game by mashing the buttons. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think it's worth it just when you want to play a lighter game like that. There's times when you don't want to play a super strategy-heavy game. You just want to have something that's charming and entertaining. And this is that game. For sure. Is that the, Is that what you had aside from the main thing? That's it. What do, what have you been doing, Jesse? Other than uh, Mario and Tony, it's pretty much been Mario Golf and Tony Hawk. Honestly, I haven't okay. played anything else. I played a little bit of Outriders and Outer Worlds on the Xbox, but my Xbox kept having to update, so I didn't really play that much of them. Mm. So honestly, the only thing I've played is uh, Tony Hawk and Mario Golf that I can think of. You're one of the right? maybe one of, if not the first person who's had a next gen console on here. Oh, yeah, because you, you get Xbox. Yeah, because you have the Series X, right? Officially, Series X. I have the Series S. I tried to get a Series X, but it was next to impossible, and then I just went with the Series S. But um, it, yeah, but it's still like the next. I mean, I don't understand the Xbox names, but I think that means that it's the next thing, right? It's like whatever the newest the, it, one is. It's the next thing. It's it does all the same games. It just does it in 1440p instead of 4K. Oh, okay. Which is fine because like the Switch is in. 1080p so it's like it's not a big deal still looks good yeah yeah and and for i mean most 4k tvs up upgrade upscale stuff too yeah my tv upscales and i didn't play i had a 1x but i didn't play 
one X games in 4k because the frame rate was better if you didn't play in 4k. So I would turn that off. Oh, so I never, yeah. u- I never used it anyway. What's the showpiece game that you have on the Xbox? Outriders is the, my favorite game on the Xbox. I'm not like a big Xbox fan. So fanboy, So I don't really care about their first party games as much. Like I don't care about halo or gears, but I like outriders a lot. That's uh, it's like kind of like gears of war, but it's a square Enix game. And it's a lot more fun than gears of war, but it's like a, cover shooter but it's sort of like destiny where it's online and so i've i've really had a blast with that game that's been the main game i've played since it's launched oh and the medium i did play the medium i think i texted you the medium so the medium is uh using the ssd on the uh series s and x and it has dual realities and it's able to load between the two realities and it's a lot like eternal darkness it's actually set up the same way where it's the fixed camera angles and it's a horror game. And I've played it. I've played about four hours. I think of that game. I actually did play that. I forgot about that one. Um, and it, it uh, yeah, it's uh, you have a, your regular reality and then you have kind of a demon world and you're playing it both in both at the same time. And because of the SSD, it's able to switch between them on the fly. And so that's kind of, a show that's the big showcase of the new technology does it know like what other games you've been playing and stuff like does it do it doesn't do that it doesn't what, like it metal gear do... <laughs> you, yeah it doesn't do you've that. been playing outrider <laughs> yeah it doesn't do anything like that um that would be interesting it's the, the only thing it does is that you're like in one reality and then it's you know how like i don't know if you guys saw ratchet and clank where it was jumping between multiple <laughs> universes it's kind of like it's kind of like doing that kind of a gimmick, but it's two realities at the same time. And actually, it splits the screen, and you're playing both at the same time. So it's pretty That's crazy. Cool. What is the SSD? Is that like the hard drive? Yeah, it's a solid state uh, drive. It's just it's faster than a um, a hard disk drive because it's not spinning a disk. Oh, okay. It's yeah. Um, Most laptops so, have one of those in them. Yeah, I was gonna say I, yeah. I have an SSD. On my computer. Yeah, everything's been upgraded to SSD except for the consoles. This is the first for the consoles to have it, and it just makes loading a lot faster. Yeah, it's weird that they took so long to do that because yeah, loading is has been a problem since the PlayStation One. You know, <laughs> I mean, I thought and that was the main re- one of the main reasons that Nintendo like didn't want to go to discs originally, right? Because of the mm-hmm. because of the loading times and all that. Yeah, this makes the loading times a lot faster, and so it's supposed to be like you're not going to have those situations when they start making games specific, there aren't really that many games specific to this console, but when they start making those games, they won't have to have like those little corridors that you go through where you load or an elevator or whatever. It it should just be able to go, you know, seamless, more seamlessly through the the game experience. Oh yeah. Disguised loads. I don't know if games, uh, I don't know if games do that anymore. Like do the, they do loading. I was like, if you play like Jedi Fallen Order, you're always shimmying through these little cracks. And oh, that's and that's the a game loading. loading. I, I played. Yeah. I played that game. I mean, I I haven't beat it yet, but I liked what I played of it. I thought it was. I thought it was okay. But yeah, or does, like uh, in Me- in Metroid, where you would shoot the door and it would take a second, mm-hmm. then it would open. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I remember that. One of my favorite ones was when uh when it would load while you're running in Star Fox Adventures and his body would just like contort in weird ways like, while it's loading. <laughs> or he'd get like really smooth, like his fur would disappear. Yeah, it would just like, you could tell that it was loading because everything would start looking weird and all of a sudden his arm would like bend in a weird way or it would just be like, yeah, 
but all the animation would just fuck up and yeah i need to try to get a copy of that game i don't think i have gotten i don't think i have ever played that game the Star Fox adventure actually i thought you, you, played, I, I thought you played it i thought you played it at our apartment when, yeah. when we lived together i thought you played it there i vaguely I remember it. it i don't i don't remember anything about it yeah, I think that's the one that was Dinosaur Planet, and then it became. Yeah, it's 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 a weird game. It's, I don't know if it's necessarily a great game, but it would be interesting to play good. it again. It came I, out at a time when there was nothing else. There was nothing on out on GameCube. GameCube. Well, yeah, it was towards it the very beginning. Really yeah, yeah. I remember it getting kind of middling reviews mm-hmm. when it came out. Even well, there was some it's funny game. One one of the one of the things, and I remember Jeremy ranting about this. Is like. How there's like these sections where you have to like collect this gear to like to make this bridge go out. That's just is is it's just about as it, it's like so tiny that you could easily jump over this bridge if they would let you. But you have to go do this stupid thing where you go get like the key to make the bridge go out just this tiny amount, which you should be able to jump over. It's just like stuff like that. It's just like it just feels like there's some major padding in there, you know. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. There's yeah. a ton of padding. Yeah. And, and it, the, like it really felt like a half baked game. Like well, it felt like it was a game that would have been a showpiece on the previous generation and then being brought to the new generation. They're like, Well, we gotta add all this other crap now and it just now we got it all weird and disjointed. Add all the fur in the world. And you, then it finally turns into Star Fox, like at the very end of the game. Yeah. Well there there's some weird like yeah, there's some weird space parts that are kind of just mm-hmm. in between stuff before that too that are just like there. And it's and it's weird. It's like okay, but it's like you play the whole game for however many hours. I don't think it's like a really really long game, but like let's say like twenty something hours to get to where it's finally like Star Fox, and then it's like that for like not long, maybe thirty minutes. Yeah, and then you fight, and you still fight like Andros and all that at the end. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's it's weird. And but I was gonna say, don't forget, this is the game that brought us Crystal though, and she never left. So. She, there you go. You have that. She became a permanent uh, part of the Star Fox world. Well, she was. Wait, was she? Wasn't she part of uh, Star Fox Two? Yeah, she was in Star Fox Two. Was she? I don't think we she just was. never released. I don't think she was. Because I thought she oh, was not in Star Fox Two. There was a female character. There were female characters, but was, I don't. But I don't she think was like it's Crystal. Orange fur, right? And Crystal was more purple, wasn't she? Yeah, she was purple. Yeah. She's like purple, a purple fox. I mean, there were a bunch of characters in Star Fox too, but I don't think Crystal was in there. Hmm. I think that she was made specifically for. I know they give her. Game. I remember they give her her own game, that multiplayer game, Crystal Chronicles. Oh right, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> oh come on, she deserved better than that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's talk about. Why don't we talk about the uh, stuff then that we got? Mario Golf and Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two were released on switch uh, Mario golf uh, has been fun that's that's what I've been playing more than anything else we actually had a we had a cool internet session uh, Jesse and Jeremy and I we all played online Saturday night and we went through all the different all of the different multiplayer stuff on there so that was pretty cool and uh, Jess and I we we actually we played through all of the we played through all of the holes in the game we went and did 18 holes for every for every different section on there. So oh, cool. all the way through the Bowser stuff, because it's cool on this one. All you have to do is just play an 18 hole session game, and then you automatically unlock the next set of holes. So you can just unlock everything in multiplayer, which is nice. Like I, I prefer that and you can do it in single player as well, but I like it when they give you options of how to mm-hmm. unlock stuff where you don't have to just only play the single player. Like I love it when you can actually 
unlock stuff through multiplayer. Like if you just want to play multiplayer, you can still get stuff. So I thought that was really cool. They kind of did that with the new Smash Brothers too, where they were like different ways. I think the I think the GameCube one did that too, where like you could do it through single player, but it could also be like if you hit a certain amount of matches, you'll automatically get a character, stuff like that. But yeah, I, I appreciate that on there. Even though I do, I do kind of feel like the game's a little unfinished. Am I the only one that thinks that, or do you guys? Have you been playing the adventure mode at all? Yeah. Yeah, the adventure mode immediately is like, oh my god, what the hell is happening here? Like, I haven't gotten the second to, level. I haven't gotten to any of the weird stuff yet. I know it kind of goes off the rails. I'm actually I'm on the dune part. I just got to the to the desert to the desert levels. Are you guys Are you guys there yet? No, you're further than me. I I'm stuck on the second set of holes. When are you Are you on Are you on the mountain area with the yeah. levels? I hate it. Yeah, no, I, I have to tell. I actually, was talking to uh, the gaffer on this shoot that I've been working on. He's a he's big into he's big into Mario Golf as well, and we were talking about it. And I was like, dude, I got to the I got to the cross country part, and it's fucking annoying, and I hate it. And he's like, I yeah, so and he's like, yeah, that's the worst part of the game. But basically, he he told me how to do it, and it and it basically made it so much easier. Basically, what you have to do is you have to hold up on everything, and you spin the ball up, and that's how you do it. That's how you get so it you out of there. Above the mountains and stuff. Yeah, it, it. You may think that you have to use the tornadoes, but it's all about spinning the ball up. It's all about the spin. So when, so you know, you hit one button to choose your strength, and then after that, you hold up on the left, on the left, on the left analog stick, and that spins the ball up to the next level. And that's how you oh. do it. And it'll actually make it a lot easier for you. Well, that, I need to try that. That got me through because I got to where I was literally. Uh, I got to the ninth hole, but it was all the way across. Like it was all the way on the other side, and I had four strokes left. Oh yeah, no, I mean that's how it, that's how it is. Sometimes I got to the ninth hole, and it was like I had two strokes left, and I'm like, "Fuck!" Yeah. And of course, I didn't get there. And but also, there's some other stuff that you can run into that there's some glitchy shit in there because, like, in that mode, you can't get into like the out of bounds area. So if you fall into the out of bounds area, you still have to play from it. So you can get so fucked up. So you can almost kind of like screw yourself over. You can get to parts where you can't recover from. So you just have to like restart the whole thing, which which sucks. So that's that's super half big. It's definitely not my favorite thing, but I mean they even say it in the game. They're like, uh, they're like, this course is messed up, but you can just play through it if you feel like it. You just have to like do it this way instead, and. I hate it. I've tried playing it so many times <laughs> yeah. and it makes me not want to play the game anymore. Like, Yeah, that's why I started playing uh, Monster it's why, Hunter Stories. It's why I bought the other yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I went it's, over to Monster Hunter because I'm like, I this yeah. game is annoying. I don't like it. But thankfully, Seth told me how to do it right and then I got better. I bought the it. other game because I knew I would like it and I have that was, that's was that been true. So yeah. I do like Mario Golf and I especially like the multiplayer. I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that there's an easily accessible mario golf game now that we can all play online with each other like that's awesome so super cool about that and uh but the the adventure mode is really disappointing so far so hopefully maybe if i get past this shitty part it'll start to be fun again yeah I've, uh... it seems like kind of a similar story to what happened recently with pokemon snap where the game like looked cool in the trailers and people got excited about it oh, then this... you guys you guys both played it and were like kind of lukewarm on it no i i no th- this game is much better than pokemon snap yeah 100 percent so. better than pokemon snap i would i wouldn't put it there because i do actually like this game and pokemon snap was just was just kind of boring 
But this one I do actually like. I just what what I felt like it was really lacking on is the other stuff that isn't the adventure mode. Like mm-hmm. it's missing all of these things that are in the other Mario Golf games. Like yeah, there's online, but there's no like tournaments. There's like it's really hard to like really do anything online as a single player. Like all you do, all you can do is like look for rooms that you hope have extra stuff in there that you can join to. But I was really upset that there's like there's no single player tournament. Like not even against a computer. That sucks. There's no like there, there's no like ring mode. There's like all the stuff that was in- included in all of the other Mario Golfs are not in there. So that felt really weird to me. Like the That's stuff weird. That- there's no single player tournament. No, you can't. It's the, the single players. There's like nothing there. You can just basically play the holes by yourself. That isn't in the story mode. I figured there would be like challenge modes and stuff like that, like that were in all the other games. Like there's more stuff in this than the GameCube in the GameCube one. You know, even though that one doesn't have it doesn't have the RPG mode or whatever, but but it had so much more. It's and there's no you can't do like where you play against the where you play against the characters and you unlock the star mode of them. There's like nothing like that. You know, so weird. I don't know. What do you what do you think, Jesse, about it so far? I've only played the online mode, so I've enjoyed that so far. Yeah, I, I, I played a little bit of the story mode, so I haven't run into the stuff that you guys have talked about because I wasn't really honestly playing through the story mode that much. The online mode, I've really liked so far. Yeah. I played a few more games online after the one we played. So that, that, that whole experience I was impressed with and felt was solid. Um, were, were you able to hope- play with people that you don't know on there? Yeah. Yeah. No, I had no problem with that. Oh, okay. Have you, ha- have you tried that yet? I haven't tried it. I just, I kind of, you know, my mind, I'm comparing it to a lot of the other Mario golfs, especially the last one that came out and the one on 3ds, even though like the single player mode kind of sucked, it had some really, really cool online modes where you could do like turn They would have tournaments where you could play against like a hundred other people or whatever. And I, I hope they add, I'm just hoping they add stuff like that later. I know they did say yeah. that there'd be free DLC, but I kind of miss something like that, you know, on, this, the, on online, the single player online. Yeah, the online mode is just like a lobby in this one. Yeah. And people set up a game and then you join the game. That's probably mostly how I'm going to play it. But I, I remember playing the 3DS one and yeah, it was, there was more features in that one for sure. So hopefully the plan is to add more features to this game and not, pull like a Mario party where they just make another game that they add the features to. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I mean, in the direct, they said they would add more stuff and I was hoping it was going to get, get more of like the Mario tennis treatment that like, even though Mario tennis was like a disappointment to a lot of people, they still like kept building on it and fixing it. And I think it actually did get pretty good towards the end there. Once they started fixing all the things that were wrong to begin with, you know, but they did keep adding stuff. So they got to where I bought they were trying a to get. Mario Tennis like a year or so later, and I, w- I was totally happy with that experience. And it, it's again, I mostly play the online mode. I didn't play much of the adventure mode in that game either. So, yeah, yeah. but it would be cool, like for you know someone that maybe I'll play the single player on the train or something. But it would be cool if the online mode had more stuff going on, like you're saying. I could see that, but. I was just impressed that it was working properly, to be honest with you. <laughs> oh, sure. I, I just, I just want to see, because even like Mario Tennis had like tournament, you know, had tournament stuff where you, you know, and they had events that like with unlockable characters tied to it and stuff like that. And I hope that they do that with golf because that would be really cool because I want to do some sort of golf ranked mode and just, you know, test out my, my golf ability and all that stuff. And it kind of sucks that you can't really do anything yet on that. Yeah. But- there's not, there's nothing where you're, I think the only thing is, is like when you're playing, you unlock courses and stuff. 
but I think that's the only like progression. I don't think there's much progression going on with the golf, with the go- online golf stuff, like yeah. you're saying at all. From from what I heard, uh, you can buy you can buy specific clubs for like the main characters in the game through the single player. And there's also another thing where if you play enough as a certain character, you can unlock like a star mode of them, I guess. But you have to get like a certain amount of points, which I don't understand how that works. But I've seen people kind of talk back and forth about it online, you know, because of because of what I've heard, the single player is really short. Like my friend Seth, who's on the shoot, he told me that he beat it in a couple hours, the the, the like RPG stuff on there. So that was why uh, I heard it was. And that was a big complaint from a lot of people is that they were just like, OK, I made it through the single player. And now there's not really much else to do because there aren't they don't have all the side games that the other games did. So it's kind of like. Yeah, you know, but it's really weird how they've launched these last couple of Mario sports games with like, yeah, uh, it, it's got it's good enough. And then we'll just throw some stuff in later. It's kind of been the attitude. I mean, they did the same thing with Splatoon one when that came around. That was completely incomplete when it came out. They were missing all of the it only had like the regular death match on there. All the other stuff was added later. So, I mean, yeah. it was they did the same thing with that where it was just incomplete, And they're just like, here it is. But more stuff is coming. So, you know, that's kind of the way to do things nowadays, <laughs> you know. And and don't get me wrong, yeah. I, I, do, I do like the game, and I really like playing. I like playing, like I said, slow-ass golf. I like just playing it the regular way, you know, which we haven't even really talked about the other modes. But I like just playing it. We just do regular golf. You take turns. It's slow. You, like, set up your shots. That's my favorite way to play golf. And you could tell that they kind of changed the way you control things to make it a little bit faster, which mm-hmm. is fine. Whatever. I still it definitely fully, seems more streamlined. I still haven't fully figured out the mechanics of that game as far as controlling the trajectory of the ball and stuff like that, like you were talking about. Um, it's different than the other ones. so It is. Well, it is, it is but it isn't. Because in, in the GameCube one, you also kind of had to do the same thing where you direct the stick a certain way while you're while you're like picking the, you know, while you're like hit doing the timing power and all that. So it is kind of the same, except now it, it like, it builds up a few times. It'll be like, you know, you can do like four, but also in the single player, you get, you get clubs that have like multiple different things where you could, you can make it like spin right and then spin left and then spin down. You could actually do a bunch of different stuff instead of just sending it one way. So there are there are a bunch of crazy stuff you can do in there. I haven't really tried doing that, like have it like swerve around or whatever. I don't know why you would do that, but I have. Yeah, I don't know. It always it always ends badly for me whenever I try to do anything. With yeah, <laughs> I, I try to do the curve and stuff, and that normally doesn't work great for me. But yeah, whenever I do the curve, I'm expecting it to kind of curve but stay going the same direction, but it actually just goes left, and that's like not what I was wanting. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want it to kind of go around a tree or something, but instead it just goes into the tree. Yeah, I feel like it I feel like it curves too early. Like, it starts yeah. turning before where you expect it to. So, yeah, you end up in a tree or, like, you end up hitting the side of a wall or whatever. That type of thing. But, I mean, it, it looks great. <laughs> the graphics look good. And I like I like that all that there's characters walking around the levels and stuff like that. That's pretty cool. And well, the- you were complaining about the trees. I did. I did. I was making a joke because, uh, because the trees, some of the trees looked weird, and I was comparing it to the, to the trees of Pokemon and all that, which I I like. I think Pokemon, Pokemon, Pokemon. 
I, I you thought, love the Pokemon trees. I, I thought Pokemon. Po- it's a new I, game. Pokemon. Yeah, I, I thought Pokemon Sword and Shield looked great. I mean, I, I was not one of those toxic people that was like, eh, "The trees look dumb." You know, I thought I thought the game looked great. I thought it looked. I really enjoyed it, but it was just I was kind of drunk and I was just like, "Look at those trees. They <laughs> look like Pokemon trees." You know, they do. Some of the textures do like look kind of weird. Like when you get to Bowser's level, some of the putting, some of the putting greens. They look like basketballs. They look like that same texture of like a basketball with like the rough rubber thing or whatever. And it has like the, you know, it has the lines in there. Like you would see like a basketball. It's weird. I don't know. And, th- and those, those greens are ridiculous too. But the blargs in there look cool. There's like these giant blargs that stare at you. And it's funny because there's like a thwomps and womps or whatever. And those ones, the flat ones from Mario 64, uh, they, whenever you like, whenever you hit around them, they like turn around and watch you. And it's funny to watch them walk around. Cause they're like, dur, 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 and they turn around and watch you like putt or whatever. And that's pretty, that's pretty funny. But uh, I mean, speed golf, we mentioned, we, we played around with that a little bit. It's uh, I mean, it's kind of like the new thing about this game, but a lot of it's, it's just like, it's too hectic. It feels like the ultimate antithesis to, uh, to yeah. golf because I like golf because Ooh. it's like slow paced and relaxing, you know? I don't want to like hit a ball and then be like, oh, you got to run. It, it kind of, it, it makes me think that like the pitch meeting for this would be like, well, what if we made a golf game, but it's like, you're really, it's like when you're really golfing, like in high school and you know, you got to like hit the ball and then you got to go walk to the ball. But what if you could run to the ball and you could also check people on the way to the ball and that's yeah. the game, <laughs> you know, that's what I thought of. I was like, man, this is like when I was a kid and there was like no, you had no golf carts and you're just dragging your fucking golf bag around you know when you're a teenager playing golf and yeah it reminded me of that shit which was not fun at all i thought it was bullshit <laughs> so when we were playing multiplayer i got a really good shot and i would have loved to see a replay of that and that's kind of what you're used to seeing in these golf games as of yeah the first 3d golf game happened like but in speed golf you hit a really great shot and you just you don't see it where it goes it. yeah just keep going well, well yeah i got an al- i got yeah. an albatross yeah you like you hit it you like hit the shot and then you just got to run after the ball, you know, so you may not mm-hmm. even know where it's going to land and you just got to go towards it and then run up to it and shoot again. But yeah, you miss, you miss seeing like that whole play of like, you know, the anticipation of like where it lands and when it's, and they don't do like the nice on and all that stuff that you get on the other one. And, or like, you know, the older games, they would like, they would like do the little clap for you, you know, when you get on mm-hmm. the green at a certain time. It almost seems more like hockey. Like you're just you're hitting the thing and kind of trying to get that target and you're running around checking each other. It, it's almost like some of it kind of feels like they were really trying to force like Breath of the Wild in there because when you because when you get to the desert you have like a water meter <laughs> like where you oh, can no. like where you can dry out if you're not like hydrated enough and all that stuff. It's like kind of stuff that reminds me of because they already added yeah. the stamina meter. Yeah, I was saying the stamina meter also, which is in Breath of the Wild. It kind of it's like what if we had golf, but it was also kind of like a 3D adventure game. Your clubs you start know, breaking. Can, like, run you around, find new ones. Oh yeah, Golf of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm surprised I haven't done that yet. Where it's like yeah, some sort of endurance to your to your golf clubs, right? That would suck. I mean, I've already bought a bunch just through the single player. But it's like imagine if like they just started breaking and you had to buy new ones and and you would just you wouldn't be able to finish because all of your golf clubs break. And it's like uh, it's I'm a sure it'll change eventually. But I've been able to buy everything in the shops. Yeah, I'm yeah, me too. Like, oh, I just have enough money for everything. I do have to say that I, I do like a lot of the new characters in there. 
I really, I, I love, I love charging Chuck. I love this idea of a football player also playing golf. It's like when Michael Jordan, like, you know, quit playing the Bulls and then he went and like played baseball or whatever. It's like the same sort of thing. Charging Chuck, a uh, football legend goes to play golf. And for some reason they let him throw the golf, throw the golf ball like a football, which I never, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was talking to Jess about this. We, we never really envisioned charging Chuck as being a quarterback, but that's what his uh, special move is. So mm-hmm. I always thought he was more of a defense guy, you know, like a tight end or yeah. a linebacker or whatever. So, uh, Char- charging Chuck does whatever charging Chuck needs to do. Yeah. Yeah. As far as football goes. Sure. I mean, he, yeah, he's uh, one of those, uh, master of everything, right? Or yeah. master of none. He's whatever. actually, his full name's Charging Chuck Norris. So <laughs> all the memes apply to him. There was a, there was one time we were, they were doing a, a switch party at the, at the Emporium and I forgot what charging Chuck's name was. So I called him Gridiron Gary. That was, <laughs> that was what my, what my brain went to and he's still like kind of he's still kind of gridiron gary in my in my uh yeah. in my thoughts but but no charging chuck is fucking adorable like he looks super cute and he just kind of like i love his little like his little moves where he just kind of sits there and, and and just squats down and grins at you i think i think he's adorable he's he's in my favorite story new mode, character he's like um i guess you're supposed to learn how to like hit the ball accurately but i don't really care about all that i just gotta hit it as far as possible yeah, you gotta do the power. And when you do the when you do the football throw shot, like everything's lower also, so you can kinda like mm-hmm. duck out of the wind or whatever, and you could like also go under trees and stuff like that. So there is some strategy to it. And also there's his doesn't do it, but a lot of the balls like when it lands by other balls, it'll actually affect it and change it. Mm-hmm. Like I know like Jeremy was playing as Wario. So like he like he he makes like a like a storm cloud. And it like the lightning like strikes the balls around it, and it basically makes your it makes your power be like at seventy percent instead of a hundred percent, so you can only hit it so far. And you'll see like a little electricity uh, icon on your on the screen, and if you hit it into that, you'll actually you just can't hit it at all. You'll just lose coins and and you'll lose a turn, so you get an extra stroke. And and that actually happens in some of the later levels too, because there's storms where if you land under a storm cloud, you get struck by lightning and you can't shoot as far. And there's like a, what Rosalina does a move where it turns your ball into a star. So when it hits, it bounces weirdly and it rolls weirdly. And like Yoshi can also turn your ball into an egg to where you like so can't hit some, it into the hole and stuff like that. Somebody turned my balls into eggs. I was getting really pissed off. Yeah, that was Jesse. He was. Uh, I, know. <laughs> he was I was playing. always turning balls into eggs. What does it do when you turn the ball into an egg? I, I never had mine turn into an egg. That, that's what I'm saying. It like rolls weird, and I don't. Uh, I don't think you can actually get it in the hole. You can. I don't think you can actually put it in the hole while it's like that. So it affects your. It, it affects the ball differently, and like I said, uh, Rosalina's like kind of makes it bounce weird because it turns you, into you a little using star King thing. Bob-omb and yours was like you could literally like blast a ball into a sand trap if you. Did it right. Yeah, because well, the bottom one, it it'll like it, it almost kind of like splits and it hits different areas of like explosions mm-hmm. when it, it it's kind of cool that there's like a defense thing on there even on the slower golf. So I mean, there there's some interesting stuff in there, and then of course there's the battle mode, which is like which is like its own. It's in this own, its own like area. It's like mm-hmm. it's like in this like a dome. It kind of reminds me of a uh, American Gladiator stuff, you know, like those. Like like something that you'd see in the '90s, where it's like this, uh, you know, inside indoor golf course where everything looks like it's like blue plastic or whatever. But it's it's basically you know whoever gets to three holes first. And what I learned while we were playing it 
is to just basically aim for the hole that nobody else is going for. Mm -hmm. And that's how you win, (laughs) you know, because you could start at the beginning. You can, there's like four or five different holes that you can aim for. And there's, and there's some, uh, there's some stuff on there where you can, you can change it to where events will happen every like however many seconds. And that's where the, uh, my joke about it being like Fortnite came from, which Jesse will just never let me forget about, but (laughs) (laughs) But uh, but yeah, but well, but, it, but it is kind of like Fortnite because Fortnite every every like however many seconds like the world closes. It's also like Apex Legend. It does the same thing where there's events like every every like thirty seconds or whatever, and that's how this game is. And it reminded me of that. So how does the it, world it was a legit comparison? F- is what I'm saying. How does the world close in the Mario Golf? It doesn't. There's just an event that happens where the where the world is altered. I see with the with the ice and the. Yeah, they can. So like, that's where you get the Fortnite. Yeah, yeah, the the putting like the green can freeze over, so it's all ice and it's harder to putt and stuff like that. Apex Legends does that stuff too, where like where shit happens every like five minutes or whatever. That's what it reminded me of. But no, I mean, I I just I have hopes for it to be to get more DLC and stuff like that, and I would really it needs a battle royale mode. I want. I, well, I mean, everything does. Well, the I mean, the Mario Golf 3DS game had like a hundred person like tournament mode though that you could do that was like and they did them like fairly often and that's what i really wish was on this and and it feels kind of i just i'm let down that that stuff isn't on there just because you could do it on the 3ds why aren't we doing it on the switch you know and the fact that this stuff was actually in the tennis game already why is it not in the golf game in the tennis game the tennis game had it on the fucking demo that came out the free one had a tournament mode on it even. So it's like, I don't know. It just felt like they kind of missed, missed parts of it. But I mean, I, I don't, you know, I, I'm still enjoying the game just because it's golf. You know, it's like pizza, no matter what, it's good, right? In some way. <laughs> but I mean. Yeah, and the golf mechanics are still really good. Like yeah. the the core mechanic of the game is still enjoyable. Otherwise, it would not be a fun game to play. Yeah. I'm just, I'm I was just, on the fence about the game. I, I was thinking about maybe getting it after the lukewarm reception that I've seen here and among other outlets. I kind of decided, no, I'll, I'll pass. Maybe the next iteration. Wait for, I mean, well, wait for the DLC stuff because I'm pretty sure that they'll make it better just like they did. I mean, if you're waiting for another Mario Golf, it might not come out until Switch 5. I mean, it took a yeah, long, it took, 20 years. <laughs> took a long time between uh, Mario Golf 3D, 3DS and this one. Like, really, it was. I mean, it had to at least be like been like ten years. And this is like this is like. the first home console one in like twenty years or something. Like that. Yeah, since the, well, I mean, fuck, the GameCube one was what like two thousand three or something like that. Mm-hmm. It was a long yeah. time Postal ago. Tour was two thousand three or two thousand four. Yeah, so it I mean, wasn't the one on the Wii. There was no golf game on the Wii. No Mario. Wow, golf. that's crazy. There was only there was only Wii Golf, Wii Sports Golf. That was the only Nintendo made golf we had. Has there, anyone attempted the motion sensing? No, I saw in a review, a review that it was really the motion sensing is not good, but I haven't tried it. I never tried it. I didn't. I had no desire to try the motion one. I should have. I forgot. I honestly forgot it was in there. I completely forgot that you could play like that because I've just been playing with the buttons. Because why wouldn't you? I don't know. I, yeah, I I did the motion sensing for the Mario Tennis game, and that's fine. It's just like Wii Tennis. It's just a separate mode. This one, you're able to do the motion sensing for like the whole game. It seems like, but yeah. I never tried it. I wonder what doing the motion and running is like. Is does that make it more annoying? Like it seems like you're it, like, oh, yeah, and then you're like, wait, you gotta it, run, and it's like, but then you gotta get it's back like in we position. Fit. It's like we fit where you have to put it in your pocket and run. 
Yeah, that would that would be funny. Yeah, where you just gotta shake it. Yeah, just gotta. Well, you gotta you gotta go get the you gotta go get your ring fit thing too, and like squeeze it and make them run. That'd be great. I want to see. I've heard that there's some really that there's some really crazy places that the story goes in the single player. As of right now, it's been very much like run of the mill. You know, you're you're trying to be the best golfer, whatever, doing like you know, going and doing different stuff. It has to get to a point where you start doing where you fight fight against bosses and stuff, and I hear it gets pretty cool towards the end. But I also heard it's not that long, so whatever. But hopefully, you know, I'll have it done maybe by next week or whenever, or I'll be playing it on, on the airplane. Who knows? But I, I'm not I'm not disappointed with it. I just you know I just wish there was more. But but then but they also offered that there'd be stuff added. So I'm not you know I'm not upset with purchasing it. I'm just. You know, I figure that eventually it will get to it'll get to the great game that it should be. But playing Hopefully. it, but playing it was online was fun for for all of us. That was a great that was a great time for for me. Like you know, it was nice to have some time to actually play games and feel like a human again mm-hmm. instead of just working twelve hours a day. And all that stuff. I think just getting to play the multiplayer with friends is worth the sixty dollar experience. But that's just me. Everybody's got a different. Yeah, I know the multiplayer is definitely a lot of fun. Yeah, and it's in the online system worked great. Even though what that like final that final one that we did where we played the whole eighteen holes, uh, Jeremy yeah. got kicked out at the end because you like went to the bathroom for too long or something like that, mm-hmm. and, and it and it kicked him out of the game on like the sixteenth hole or something like that. It was towards the end, so that was weird. so when it, when I went on the online to play by myself, my phone kept sending me a notification that I could join a chat room. So. I guess there's people on the voice chat if everyone if anyone has the that app, but yeah, I never tried that. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, the app is whatever. I mean, it's it was kind of something we just used to just just to just to fuck around, you know. But it might be a way to talk to people that you don't know, though. But I don't know. I haven't tried it to see if anyone actually uses it. So I thought you had to. I thought you had to be friends to use the to use the chat app. Like you had to be switch friends. No, not all the time. Like in Mario. In Mario Kart, they added voice chat to where you're in, when you're just playing online, you can go in the app and talk to random people. I think oh. it's like that, but I haven't. I guess I did. Uh, I, I guess I did talk to some random people through Smash Brothers through one of Kevin's Smash Brothers events, like the online thing that people that I wasn't actually friends with yet. So yeah, I think you can do that. Too. I think that they don't mind because it's like it's on your phone, so it's going to be hard. Like it's going to be harder for a kid to have a cell phone, so they don't care as much yeah is there uh is there anything else you guys wanted to say about about mario golf that i uh forgot to mention or that i haven't said or do you have any final the battle thoughts? mode is the Fortnite of mario golf games it has Fortnite stuff in it it's like uh <laughs> it has Fortnite elements like like rpg elements they're they're in there and i would totally play a mario golf battle royale game i would too i think that'd be great i think it'd One be fun whole 100 people yeah, <laughs> there's, there's, yeah. There should at least be more than one. But no, I would totally, I would totally play that. It would be fun. Like I said, they did, they did it before Fortnite even existed. There were a hundred person tournaments on the 3ds, yeah. way before Fortnite was a thing. Yeah, but what if it was like the speed golf mode, but there was a hundred people and you could kill each other? You I, could I just, knock each other out. I just hope that you can build walls like around the holes so people can't get there, can't get their mm-hmm. ball there. That's that. Well, would, there you really, go. That's an idea. That's what I want to do. Or you find like <laughs> you have to find all your different clubs. They call the guys. We're making a better Mario Golf game right now. <laughs> yeah, you parachute down. You have to find all your clubs. 
Yeah, right. I'm just thinking kind of like road rash where it's like you're all just running towards the whole, but there's a hundred of you and you're just trying to knock each other out. I mean, yeah, it, it would be interesting to see. I mean, because you can already kind of check each other, you know, while you're doing that, which I haven't really done that much on the single player because it's like, and I think you mentioned this to me as well, Jesse, but where it's like, it's not, a lot of the single player stuff isn't necessarily based on speed. It's more, it's still more about like how many strokes you get, but you just have the ability to run from hole to hole and all that stuff. So, Yeah, they, I was, I was happy about that. Yeah, you can play, when I was playing, I took my time. I would be the last one to the hole, but I would still score because it's not set up on time. Did you have anything else to say, Jeremy? Just that this game getting me frustrated on the adventure mode is why I bought the other game. Okay. Well, that's a good transition, but we're going to take a break really quick, and then we'll come back and talk about that. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! <laughs> With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo may never made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Patreon.com slash Nintendomate Podcast! Game over! Get younger in our minds here and talk about Tony Hawk 1 and 2.
HD Remix finally made it to the Switch. Yes. And you guys are... I, I said you guys would enjoy it, and here you are enjoying it. So I was... I love it, yeah. Speaking of... So finally made it to the Switch. Think of, like, all the skate games that were announced and everything, and then in the meantime, before this one actually came, the one that we all actually wanted. And now we're still waiting on Skatebird. We're definitely still waiting on Skater XL. And Tony Hawk is here. So, mm-hmm. like, this is the one. We got it. Jesse, Jeremy, and myself. All three of us got Trey, of course, has it on PS4 already. I, I bought but, it, uh, yeah. I, I bought it for a much cheaper price than you guys got yours for. I bought mine on, like, a Black Friday deal for, like, $15 or something like that. So, it was... Uh, I did not pay the fifty dollar or forty dollar price or whatever. I think it was yeah, there were actually two versions. The fifty dollar one, it was only like a couple extra clothing and you get skateboards a char- or whatever. You get a character. You get you get a skull dude, this like skeleton guy, which is well, weird because kid. the actual game only has one unlockable character, which I felt that was really a missed, op- missed opportunity. Yeah, it's 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 Jack Black, but I mean, there should be even like Tony Hawk One had a bunch of characters you could unlock. There should be multiples. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, there's, yeah. Some, there's some stuff missing overall. It's like, it's an amazing package. Uh, I mentioned to, to Jesse and Jeremy earlier that, that the, I think the, the creative character could be more robust. Like you can't change your body size. You can't alter your face. Yeah. You used to be able to like alter the dimensions of the face from the, the preset uh, selections that they had. You can't do that. So that's a little, little weird, but minor minor grapes overall i love this game i've been playing it all week yeah no i i think fig- i figured you would because i mean when was i mean you haven't played i know john specifically hasn't played tony hawk since tony hawk 3 on gamecube tony so. hawk 3 on gamecube yeah i did have a little revival moment about 10 years ago where i went back and played tony hawk 3 for quite a bit but, but that's still but that's still that 10 ta- years is that the first tony hawk game you played no, the first one I played was the the first one. I had the first one on N64, and then oh, I, got the I forgot GameCube that one. came out on N64. Mm-hmm. Well, well, Tony Hawk Three, first, Tony Hawk yeah. Three even came out on N64, which I have it, and man, it sucks. But I <laughs> but I have it. I have the I have the 64 version of it, and it's so bad because they've you know because the 64 could only do so well with the with the with the music that they just totally yeah. destroyed Del Del's song on there, and it's just like why is this even on here? Like they just destroyed if you must. It's like it's it doesn't sound anything like the actual song because they cut parts of it and change. It's just like what the fuck, guys? What were you thinking here? Like why even put it on? Ace there? of Spades is just like Ace of Spades, and that's it. That's the only lyric that you hear. I don't think it's even that, on there. I don't remember. That must have been really hard for them. Ace of Spades is Four of Spades. <laughs> that must have been really hard for them to get all the licensing to all those songs again. For that must this, have been like a real challenge. Maybe for, for maybe this not one. Because it's such a high profile release too. It has such a pedigree like the original soundtrack of the of the original game was such a huge thing for all those bands. Uh, and it well, I mean, a lot of bands that that maybe were not on everyone's radar. I was going to say some of them. I mean, Dead Kennedys are on there. I don't think they needed sure. any help from Tony Hawk. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure that everybody knew who they were before that. But I mean, I guess people who didn't listen to who only listened to like Green Day or whatever other bullshit mall punk was on at the time. Right. You know, they would bring I mean, you found you kind of found bus driver through. I did. Yeah. It was like one of my favorite, yeah. like probably my favorite rapper of all time. Probably not. Not probably is my favorite rapper of all time. I bet today, I bet today the kids playing probably have never heard of the dead Kennedys and they're, they're just discovering them on that. No, I was, maybe the first not, time I ever heard motorhead. Nope. The first time I ever heard motorhead was on Tony Hawk three. 
First time I ever ho- heard Motorhead was on Tromeo and Juliet, which I had seen before Tony Hawk 3. I saw but, him yeah. on The Young Ones. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, because they had a song on there. But First time I ever heard Motorhead was Motorhead. Was through, <laughs> Motorhead. Was through Motorhead, yeah. 2008. Well, uh, I heard him in I heard him in Brutal Legend. I don't think that was the first time, but I don't know. But what I was saying is, like, a lot of people in the '90s, maybe who had never really listened to real punk rock, probably had never heard Dead Kennedys at the time. So it was cool that it became yeah. that Police Truck became like kind of like the unofficial theme to Tony Hawk and all that, especially the first mm-hmm. one. You know, and it's and it's seeing that release now again. That song still really rings true. You know, with all of the propaganda bullshit that we've that we've been dealing with and all that you know yeah all of that and how much it's yeah cops suck it's still there still there (laughs) everything of that song is still here well i said in my intro that uh i felt like i was 17 again and i think that's exactly what this game does for me it's just like it brings me back to 1999 it's the better version of that game that we all remember there was a review that put it better than i just did but it's something to the degree of they made the game not as you remember it or, or not not as it actually was but as you remember it sure it, I mean, it's, th- it's 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 polished and it's really well done i love th- the package i love it i love the draw distance yeah because that's something you kind of take for granted now in days mm-hmm. and games but when you played tony hawk oh sure you couldn't see the whole course does like, it i mean a lot of times it was rendering in front of you like a oh in, in the fog future. and stuff with mm-hmm. the fog of the 64 days and all that does it actually sure. look does it actually look good on switch i haven't actually looked at it, it does. on switch the only detriment Man. that i've noticed is that the character models have been a little bit reduced so if you compare it to the other ones like like some of the geometry of the face their faces looks different and especially their eyes their eyes can look really buggy like you see the whole uh like you see, you see the whites around all their eyes. It makes them look like their eyes are popping out and kind of weird. But thankfully, your view is mostly behind them the whole time, so it's not really a big deal. Exactly. But yeah, like they that. look like zombie eyes or whatever. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. Other than that, I'm just I'm I'm impressed with it visually. Everything. I rented the one on the Xbox, uh, the Xbox One X, and I don't feel like it looks I, that different. When I saw the the trailer for it in the direct, I was like, "Oh crap, it's going to be a downgrade." But no, it looks fine. I I, I really enjoy, I mean, I really like the presentation of it. I mean, I definitely. Yeah. Does it still have like, or have you guys gotten to the? Have you played the second one? Can, you can still play either one, yeah. right? Or you it's exactly one how, you, how you're how it is on the PS4. Yeah, where <laughs> they've kind of merged the two games. They're like they call them different skate campaigns. It's not like you're let's play Tony Hawk one or Tony Hawk two. Like you're doing different campaigns and what you do in one benefits the other. Does it, does it It still has a mode where you can either like have like everybody who's playing contributes to the progress or the individual progress. Oh yeah. That, that was weird too. I remember that where there's like one where you could do like everything Mm -hmm. or there's one you could do the other ones. The one thing I remember that like made the biggest impression on me from playing it on PS4 was when you play the hanger mode, like the first or the, the hanger level, the first level on the mm-hmm. second game. And it has like all of the posters of the old Tony Hawk games on the wall. Yeah. Does that still cool. have that in there? Yes. That's still there. Okay. Cause I really like that. Cause I was like, it basically what, what the game did more than anything to me was it really made me want a new Tony Hawk, <laughs> you know, I mean, right. You know, whatever the, the original ones are, or whatever. I just really, from seeing it again, I just really wanted them to make an actual new, fresh one. You know, because 
one and two weren't really my favorites. And I kind of realized that after a while that I wasn't that excited about playing those goals again that I really don't like doing. So it kind of like, it kind of got pretty tedious to me pretty quickly because of that. But it also, at the same, but it did also like reignite my love for Tony Hawk, which makes me wish that they would just make a good like Tony Hawk 5. I know they made a Tony Hawk 5 that was shit, but they could just, we could just pretend that one didn't happen and we'll just make another Mm -hmm. one. Will they make him like sixty years old and the new one, and put a bunch of young yeah. skaters in it? I mean, he, sort of like, I, I mean, he is sixty like years old, right? Transfer. I mean, doesn't I mean he's sixty two? Yeah, I was gonna say, shouldn't I, I thought he looked old in the PS4 one? Maybe that's because it's a higher, because it's a you know better graphical thing. But I thought he looked quite old <laughs> in the one that I played. But I mean, he is old, you know. So I thought it'd be a funny like Hard Times article or one of those satirical websites to be like. Friends feel awkward that Tony Hawk always plays with old model and Tony because <laughs> yeah. like I was kind of joking with John and Jesse earlier. I was like, "Do you think to- Tony Hawk like plays the old Tony Hawk?" And he's like, "Man, I could not fit into those square pants anymore." Like, <laughs> I've, what, what did you say, John? I have so many more polygons now. Yeah, <laughs> I thought he was gonna. I thought he was gonna be like, uh, "Man, I can't. I, I never made the nine hundred that high." <laughs> like you know, <laughs> yeah, I. I you imagine if you could go that high in real life, that'd be crazy. It'd be pretty scary, but also maybe you just accept it as your reality. You know, who knows if you never knew any different? Yeah. Boy, when you fucked up, though, it would hurt. You'd be like, would be like falling out of a two-story building. Yeah, yeah, right. Funny you say that though, because one of the things that I, I also did in addition to buying this game, I, I watched that Tony Hawk documentary. Yeah, and they kind of comment along those lines in that in that movie where Tony Hawk is saying that he sees skaters now doing tricks that were imagined in Tony Hawk the game. Oh, sure, yeah. I believe that. And when they probably, it, well, it's kind of like, a, it's like the King of Kong effect or whatever, right? Where somebody mm-hmm. watches the movie and they see right. these scores and then mm-hmm. they start studying the the game and then they blow these scores out of the water. Like Billy Mitchell and and, uh, and Steve Weeby, Steve like Weeby. those guys are no, nowhere near the top scores now, you know? Right. There was like just right. there was like that one doctor guy or whatever that just like bought one and just like destroyed their and they can't get anywhere near it in, anymore. You know, it was just somebody who just watched the movie and just got it and did it better. Yeah, you know? there was some martial art. I can't remember the name of the movie, but there was some martial arts. It was like in a movie like 10, 15 years ago. And he had watched all the Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee movies and all the stunts. And he didn't know that they were on wires for some of that. So then he would he started doing those those stunts climbing up mm. buildings and stuff like that yeah not knowing that they were using special effects and so he just thought that they were able to do that so he learned to do it and so they when they made him made a movie it was all him but i can't remember the name of the movie anymore but it's crazy that people just grow up seeing something and then they just mm. achieve it yeah and then the, well then they yeah they, they try to emulate that in the in their own way and you know and you don't know how to do it so you just figure out how to do it it's just yeah it's they didn't think it would happen, and now they're doing it. So, how, how far? So we, we were playing multiplayer just before the show, and maybe we could go through some of the different multiplayer modes that are in there. Um, sure, go for it. There's combo mambo, which is you have to get the highest combo. There's trick attack, where you have to get the highest overall score. Score challenge, you have to reach a designated score first. And my favorite, my most favorite is is graffiti, where you have to tag the most objects by doing the highest scoring combos on them. We were having a pretty good time with it. Do you guys have a favorite mode? Yeah. I mean, um, I-, I thought uh, so. So the time limits are kind of crazy in these. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you can change them. You can I never host the room. Okay, 
Because like the time limits were something that was a little off-putting to me because I was kind of like, you're used to this being a two-minute-at-a-time game. It's always been hmm. that way. So, yeah, it's, that was a little weird for me. Like, let's say we're like chasing 500,000 and we've got, what was it, like 10 million minutes to do it? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, that was like... <laughs> Some of we didn't have time, time on. Yeah. yeah. Well, Jesse I appreciate that. Like, 10 million. We were playing for a while. We we're like, oh, that's kind of going on for a long while. Oh, wait, he said it's a 10 million points back. So. <laughs> right. Well, and he was also saying... Never yeah, ends. Like, playing 18 holes slow golf, which I get it. But, uh, no, I do... Well, I do appreciate there are these, are these long modes. I guess the game's always lent itself well to... Little little small bites. I mean, if you fuck up, you restart the game. You get to a point with this game where I'm not there with this version yet, but I remember playing the other versions where it's like you know in three seconds if you need to start it over again. You're like, fuck, I fuck right. I start over yep. again. Yep. I start over again. I can start over again. You're just doing that over and over again. It's just like a frantic like you know rewind that you're doing. So to the thought of playing these modes that are like multiple minutes, I don't know. It's cool that it's in there, but. It just doesn't feel like traditional Tony Hawk. I mean, I know horse could go on for a while, but you still had a pretty small time limit for when you had to like make your trick. What was it, like ten seconds? I, something I, like that. Yeah, and you can't play like, horse on the multiplayer. I thought mode, it was like thirty uh, seconds online. or something like that. Yeah. You can't, so you can't play the... horse online. I, I understand doing it for like like not being able to do it for for when you're playing against randoms and there's twenty other people in the room. I do think they should have added horse in for when you have a private room and there's only something, yeah. three people three. playing, four people playing. I think that's fine. So what are the rules to horse? It, it's just basically, I mean, it's, it's just ca- like the basketball version. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you just, uh, you do a trick and then you try to, and then your friend tries to beat the trick and you know, you get a letter, but the fun thing about horses, you could make it whatever you want, you know? So, what was it? We used to play American. So at the end, it would say, "You are an American when you lose." That was pretty <laughs> hilarious. But yeah, we would do we would do stuff like that, like where you just you know you could put whatever you want in there. You can call. And it's more about the points and the actual like what you do tricks off of and stuff. So I understand. Yes, like it's the horse, point amount. Yeah, in basketball. You can be like, well, stand behind this line and then bounce it off of that and then go in. You know, like people do like kind of crazy shots like that. When in this one, it's like you just it's the same starting point. That's that's all there is to it. Within Jay, the time limit, the, you have to get a higher scoring combo. What was the one we were playing on the GameCube that was open world? Like, underground? Number four, right? No, we were, under, I think we were playing Underground. Did five. that one have horse in it? I can't, I'm trying to remember if we had played horse. In I, th- I thought that all of them had horse in it in some way. I mean, it's... And this, I mean, this is probably like mostly nostalgia, and I've talked about this before, but I always remembered Tony Hawk Underground as being my favorite game out of all of them, just because... I really like the open world stuff. And I like the story of you being like just a small skater from a small town, becoming like a famous skater later. And you, and you go through all the stuff to like to meet the celebrities and you have to do like skate spots and you have to do all the shit. Like, I, I really like that game and I like the story of it, but you know, I thought horse was in there like in every game that there was still like a multiplayer thing in there. And once they got to, once they got to Tony Hawk underground two, they started adding. They started re-adding the old stuff in there, where there was a classic mode where you could play it like the original one, where there's still a time limit and you still collect skate and you still do like high scores and stuff like that. So they did start of kind of start going back to what it was before, you know, in those in those open world ones. But but I think all of them had skate. It had horse, and I'm sure we played horse because that was my that was my favorite multiplayer. That was the only multiplayer I played on Tony Hawk. Ever. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did play it. I just I was yeah. just re- suddenly remembering that we had played that game. Yeah. And uh, Graffiti was on the original one 
on 64 even because I remember playing it. But but once we yeah, once we started playing horse, it was like that was the one to play because just like how I was saying before about slow ass Mario Golf, you know, it's kind of the same thing. I just love I love the turn based stuff, you know, where like you do a turn and then your friend does a turn. It's like I don't know. It just seems very relaxing to me. Maybe that's why I like turn based RPGs so much. But it's, it's the same. You know, I kind of like that slower paced thing to it you know that's that's a good like sit down have a drink you know hang out you know it's not like it's not like uh we gotta play super fast or whatever one thing i didn't like about the game was that you can't uh capture video while the music is turned on which is unfortunate because i think you think of skating it became popular because people would make videos and share videos of their tricks and that seems like something that should be more encouraged and just because you have the music on you can't Make a video and share it. Seems seems weird. Blame blame the DMCA, man. That's uh, mm-hmm. their fucking shit. No, I, I mean it's the, yeah. The whole like uh, music copyright thing is is kind of ridiculous, but 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 I mean that's that's just that's just the nature of it. It's like if you wanted to stream this, you would have to you would have to they cut should, you, you have put to cut a mode music. in it. Mm-hmm. You should put a mode in it. It has Mario music playing, and <laughs> then you're able to take screen or Splatoon music or Mario music, <laughs> well, Smash should- Brothers music. Just like all the Nintendo music that normally plays, well, wasn't in that, all the other games. Or why can't I? Why can't I make it so that I, I'm listening to the music, but when it records the video, it there's no music. Filters out the music. Well, that, that sounds reasonable. That I seems think my idea. That seems sense. too. Uh, well, I mean, when you're talking about it, I mean, there were especially on the Xbox systems. A lot of times, especially the original one, right? You could uh, you could make your own soundtracks for a lot of the games. Like you could put your own music on there. I wish they should let you do that for this game also and then maybe that would be i know you could do that for excite truck for the very first wii game which i thought was so cool because yeah because that, like, that was like the only nintendo game where you could actually put your own music in there like i had this crazy mix of like uh of like danzig and journey and all this other shit in there that i'd listen to while i played that game and it was pretty rad <laughs> i don't know it was that was only excite truck excite bots wouldn't let you do it it was only the first yeah one. they need to do a remaster of excite truck yeah, and let you put the music in there like like they did in the first one. Yeah, if you have a Spotify account on the Xbox, I think it works like that for like all the games where you can play your music. I thought the original like, game let that let you do that for the most part on a lot of the games. You could add, you could make your own soundtrack or create your own soundtrack. I think with, if you have Spotify, you can do it with with any of them now. But yeah. you know, I don't know. But that would be cool to do something where you could put a soundtrack on the Excite Truck. Yeah, it kind of yeah, it sucks in that way. And and also, I was gonna say, uh, Jeremy and I we did a stream of Tony Hawk Three like long, long, long time ago when we first started doing YouTube videos. And I think I had to, yeah, we had to play it without any music. And it's just like, it's so sad. <laughs> like playing Tony Hawk with no music on is so sad. It just doesn't feel right, you know. Unless you're like, you basically would have to turn down the music and then play your own version of the music, you know. And and that's that's another thing that it reminds me of that's great about this game, is I like how they how like the songs don't end when you end your session like they start yes. they keep going until yes, it's I was noticing that too yeah I, I I love that like that was a really even cool into the menus change. and it, it's just continuous because because you know a lot of those songs that are longer you would only hear like two minutes of it you would never hear the rest of it because you know it it, it would may, may be longer than your actual skating session and you never get to the rest of the song so. I like that so much better. I think they actually did the same thing in the first Tony Hawk 1 and 2 HD re-release that came mm. out like six years ago or whatever. This is the yeah. second one. There's actually two of them. But yeah, because I think they did the same thing on that as well. 
It's funny because in that documentary that I watched, they interviewed uh, the bassist from Primus, and he was saying how whenever they played that song in a concert, people would know the lyrics, but only up to a certain point. Only to two minutes. And so they yeah. stopped singing yeah. around. Oh, cool. like, they stopped singing after like two minutes because they didn't know it. The game wouldn't last that long. I mean, I think the only lines are My Name is Mud, right? Through the whole thing. Something You're like thinking that. of uh, the race car driver song. That sounds like a lot of lyrics. Oh, the race car driver has lyrics, right? I don't know. Yes. Should all blend together. On the N sixty four version, there were no lyrics, but yeah, yeah, somewhat. Yeah, some yeah. stuff had. Well, the the yeah the the Dead Kennedys one had no lyrics. Also on the sixty four version, it was just the it was just the guitar. So that was unfortunate. Man, that was a bare bones version by N sixty four version. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. well, some songs had had the whole thing, but not all of them. Like some of them were edited, so it's like. I don't know. So I will say, like, uh, if you have like a non-gamer, someone else living with you, this is one cool thing about this game is you can just turn down the sound effects all the way, and then you just have a cool playlist going while you play. Because like I did that yesterday while Shauna was unpacking a bunch of stuff in the office, and I was like, "Well, I'm going to play Tony Hawk," and I just turned down the. It's like you guys said, the songs just keep playing. So I she, just she like, didn't want to hear the. Well, I had that at first. That eventually, the songs keep going. So, and we were just like pretty floored. I mean, the mix of old versus new music is really good. No, it's it's a yeah new stuff. I I did like absolutely love the soundtrack on here. Like, yeah, you get you get a lot of the classics on there, but. The new stuff is really good too. Like, there's some really, Agreed. there's some shit on there that I was like, oh fuck, I want to buy this shit. Like, especially like the, yeah. there's a really good hip hop stuff on there, which, like mm-hmm. you were talking about before, was, believe it or not, that was what turned me on to like independent hip hop was like the shit that was on Tony Hawk. And yeah, Tony Hawk Underground, which I said was my favorite one. That was the first time I ever heard Bus Driver, who became like my favorite rapper of all time. So, I mean, yeah, and like turned me on to like Jurassic Five and like and like Del the Funky Homo Sapien or like Deltron and all that shit and yeah, it like exposed me all this really fucking cool shit you know that I didn't know about. I was really impre- I was really impressed with the soundtrack because I was I think that was the thing I was thinking they weren't gonna be able to land in a remake. They got all the songs. I mean, I, I would guess there's at least fifty songs on there, right? At least, right? I would think there's. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it feels, it feels like playlist. It feels like there's a lot. It, I almost call it a mixed CD, and I was like, "That's people don't call it that anymore." This is a playlist. Mm-hmm. No, it's yeah, a mixtape. You, you can turn off any songs you don't like too. Like there was a couple that I didn't like, so you can go turn them off. You never have to listen to them again. Oh, I mean, um, you could do that. I mean, yeah. I think you could do that all the way back to the very first game. Like if Paradise City was on this, I would turn that the fuck off. <laughs> yeah, because you <laughs> talked about that with Burnout. Yeah. God, I hate that song so much. <laughs> you can't give people mixtapes anymore, like in High Fidelity. It's like that's like one you of just the... have to make a mix. <laughs> you <laughs> just have to this. make a playlist first and then copy it to tape. You got to make mix. You can give CDs. them Tony Hawk, or you have mm-hmm. to give them tape players. You have to give them the, the you know, walk, walkman. walkman or whatever. People just send each other links to the songs anymore. No one does mixtapes. Well, you can save people's playlists, which I love. I love doing that on Spotify. If you guys have any playlists, by the way, I would I will save them. I like other people's curated playlists. I think the WART radio playlists are the best that you can find on Nintendo Main Podcast. Because <laughs> <laughs> they have some great shit on there. 
I know that it's been long overdue. It's been like six months overdue for a new episode. And I actually have like multiple ones already put together that I just need to record. I need to have more money to do, but more, not money, more time to do. Time. Time uh, is money. Because I have a bunch of them that I've made for streams and stuff that are pretty damn good, including my Ease one, which I was hoping to maybe put out before the game comes out. But we'll see on that one. This I'm, game I'm, is definitely entering my regular rotation, including the multiplayer. I, I just like getting on with random people and, and skating around anytime. It's, it's a lot of fun. And I imagine uh, it would be cool if we could do what we did again tonight uh, and just get on and play the game. So I'm glad I wait. I'm glad I waited for the and the Switch version of it too, because yeah. I just know more. I know way more people on the Switch. There's really I don't have it, too many friends on the Xbox, and also the Apeido controller is like like the perfect control controller for that game. Yeah, yeah I agree. So I was accidentally hitting the because you want to use the button. control pad on it, or I always oh, did. I was, hit, I was hitting the home button over and over again by accident. And then I remember oh, I can just switch the home button to a different button. So now I have a bunch of random pictures because I switched it to the picture button. So, but um, yeah, it's it's a great controller for that game. And, and you're right, using the the D pad, you know, you kind of forget that that the original PlayStation was just the just the D pad with no stick. Mm-hmm. And so, if you want to play it old school like you did on your PlayStation, you can use just the D pad. I mean, that that was actually a major thing for me. For all of the Tony Hawk games, like I wanted the D-pad because of the preciseness of, you know, of, of using that versus the, the analog. For the specials, right? And the manuals you have to do to keep the combo going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though I found... Not that, that I, not that I know anything about that. I, I found... <laughs> You're learning. I actually yeah. found it was a little bit easier to do the manuals with the analog stick because you could kind of just be like, you know, and that was quicker for me, but... But I mean, part of the reason that I bought those uh, Hori controllers, the Super Nintendo looking ones for GameCube was to play Tony Hawk games with it, you know, because the GameCube had that like really shitty control control pad in the corner there. And it, and it really that sucked. Tiny for, one that belonged to yeah. Game Boy Advance. Yeah, it was. Uh, whereas this, I mean, say whatever people talk about the 64 controller being bad all the time. But what I loved about it is it had like you could hold it like the right way with the control pad yep. and it works so well for fighting games. And Tony Hawk, those are the two main ones that I want good D-pad for. It's like 2D games, fighting games, Tony Hawk. You know, I always want that want that for that. So you have the better. So yeah, now that you all all of you have the A-bit dough, you know, you know, you can play it the right way on uh, on Tony Hawk with with the control pad and all that stuff. I don't have. I, I'm the oldest eight-bit dough of all of y'all, but someday I'll have the new version. Well, I mean, I have the. I was gonna say I'm actually the oldest eight-bit dough person because I got. Cause I got it like I have one that broke even that it was so old. You know, I was a, I was eight well, bit dough before everybody of, else. Of the controller. I don't have the newest version yet. Oh yeah, I I just got it because of I don't know because I thought I could set stuff to it. But the whole like being able to switch the aim is really helpful because I actually have it. I have two profiles. I have one set to where it flips the right stick, and I have one set to where it flips the left stick, and mm-hmm. I just kind of go back and forth because there's a mode in uh, Shin Megami Tensei three. Where you have to like fly through this tunnel, and I and I want it to be up is down and down is up, and you can't alter your controls there. And I switch it to that just for that one section where I can fly through and collect coins and stuff, and it works so much better. And I just turn it on, and then I turn it off, and boom, it's done. So it's pretty rad. Well, I wanted to speak a little bit more about the the Tony Hawk documentary that I watched. 
I thought it was really worth it. I rented it for four bucks on Amazon. It's a quick movie too. It's only like 82 minutes or something. Yeah. So it's like only uh, like an hour and 15 minutes or something like that, which is, which is way shorter than I thought it would be. But I I felt like, like it said everything that it needed to say. And, and, and there was a lot of uh, interesting revelations in there if you're a fan of these games. So first of all, there's interviews with all the skaters from the original games. Uh, There's some developers in there as well. And even musicians, which I mentioned before, there's the bassist from Primus and uh, the singer from Goldfinger. Um, and they were talking, remember the singer from Goldfinger was talking about how he would, pl- they were playing a concert. They were like a, um, at a show, it was like, it, it wasn't Lollapalooza, but it was one of those where it's multiple bands and they were just kind of another band being featured. And they played a couple songs, nobody was really getting it. But as soon as they played, pretending I'm, su- whatever the song is called, Superman, I think it's Superman. called Superman. As soon as they played that, the whole crowd was jumping, singing along. And that's when they realized what a big hit the game was and what being on the soundtrack was going to do for their band. I, I thought want- that was a fascinating story. I wonder if it was Warp Tour. I mean, that would have been, I think it was. That, that would have been the time, was. right? For Warp Tour. Yeah. And those and those bands were playing there. Yeah, I bet I bet that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of uh, uh, Billy Mitchell and Steve Wiebe, uh, Walter Day's in the movie. He's yeah. in there for quite a bit, actually. So there's a segment that uh, they talk about previous sport sport uh, skateboarding games, and so Walter Day is talking about 720 and California games and Skater Die, like the history of skateboarding games. And then there's also a moment where. Uh, he's talking about how big Tony Hawk 2 was with Twin Galaxies. It was their biggest game, circa 2000. So oh, really? Like, like big... people speed running it or doing their own? Yeah, like... Like when the game came yeah. out, I believe they had some kind of promotional event with Twin Galaxies. So they showed footage from that. And this whole movie, like, I, I appreciated that it stayed focused on the games because there's a lot of information about skateboarding, the history of skateboarding. It could have veered off and been a skateboarding movie. It's not really a skateboarding movie. It's a movie about the Tony Hawk video games. So, but they showed you like all you needed to know about the world of skateboarding in the first few minutes. Um, and they shifted right into focusing on the games. So this wasn't like a history of Tony Hawk. I was wondering if it was going to go into like the Bones Brigade and all that stuff in the 80s. No, it, it touches on that. And I would say, I think it's done in the first 10, maybe 15 minutes. Yeah, they just probably to set just up who set he up. was before the games. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say also... Uh, documentary that pairs well with this movie is Dogtown and Z-Boys because they mentioned sure. Stacy Peralta and how he captured the scene back in the 80s and um, if you want to like an enhanced experience watch that movie first but it's not necessary like this movie stand on stands on its own yeah I, th- I thought that movie well the, the Dogtown one was really cool where they talk about like skate, skating in like uh, abandoned pools and stuff like that that were drained like back in the beginning where nobody even knew what skateboarding was or what to do with it you know and they're trying to like do it like surfing. I, I I remember I remember that. See, because I saw that like years ago, and I thought that was really cool. Like where it's just you know it's just the beginning of it, the very beginning of when they're first creating it, and like all that stuff. I thought was really neat. And they kind of touch on that in pretending I'm a Superman. Um, but I think that movie, this movie, really does stand on its own and does a good job. And mostly it's about one, number one and number two. But uh, there's only about thirty seconds on Tony Hawk three, which I thought was a little disappointing because that's my favorite of the series and they and they um, probably don't even get to underground my, my favorite so. they do they, no, they no. talk about underground oh do they yeah they, uh, they talk I, about all the games oh i, I thought that they you were saying about. that they just did one and two and just a little bit of three and that was it and they didn't do it oh no no, no yeah no they talk about every game in the series even ride if they talk about ride and they yeah. talk about five being a disappointment you're talking about the game boy advance games okay I'm, I'm correct they didn't talk about the game boy advance games no they did they talk about downhill jam dude that, i believe they did hey you know 
Downhill Jam, the DS one, is pretty solid. Like, I thought that was... I thought the game was really, really good. And then I got the See, Wii. Jeremy, there's two people that played See, the game. I, I was giving Jesse a hard time. I was like, you might be <laughs> one of five people to play that. I didn't realize you No, played I played it. I played the crap out of Downhill Jam on DS because I couldn't... I don't know, for whatever reason, because it came out before the Wii one did. And I really, really liked the DS one. And I was really excited about the Wii one because the graphics were going to be better. But then I got the Wii one and I'm like... The DS one is way better than this because the fucking motion control does not work great. And I, you know, playing it with the control pad and all that was much better. I mean, I, I was looking through like some websites, like they were like uh, going through what they, you know, what people voted were the best Tony Hawk games or whatever. And, uh, I think those DS games are awesome. Like I think all the DS Tony Hawks were done really, really well. I even think the American Skateland one is better on DS than it was on GameCube. Just because I feel like they just worked really well as handheld games. Yeah, it, they do work really good as a handheld game. And the DS was perfect because it had the it had the control pad and all that, and it just felt right. Like I remember and when it was I, pretty much uh, yeah. in sixty four plus. It was yeah, it was and like so they slight, looked slightly incremental, but they looked better than they did. And yeah, I had a blast playing those DS ones. The, the you know the Game Boy Advance ones were. I mean, they were impressive for the time, but they still had that like isometric view, which was kind of hard to line everything mm-hmm. up. But the DS sure. ones were awesome. Like I, I just I loved every one that I played. I thought they did they did a really good job with that. There was one fun fact that I learned from this movie. Well, there were many fun facts, but here's a fun fact that I learned: when skateboarding was in a lull, Tony took editing jobs, and one of them was cutting commercials for the Turbo Graphics sixteen. I mean, you, you. I mean, you gotta do shit, you know, to make money. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, uh, yeah. it's like when. Well, I mean, Brian Cranston did the voice of monsters in the uh, fucking Power Rangers. Power Rangers, you know. So I mean, people do people do shit. <laughs> I mean, you gotta stop gaps. You gotta make money. I mean, I delivered I delivered fucking uh, edible arrangement stuff one time for for Valentine's because I was a needed fucking dough, you know. You I had do, to work at a restaurant. Do for, what you gotta do. For years. I mean, I worked for fucking Monsanto, the ultimate devil of everything. I worked, you know, because I had to make money, you know. Capitalism for you. Yeah, exactly, right? You, you do do what you got to do. Well, especially like in the entertainment industry, it's basically like you, when you're doing freelance, you're like, well, can I do this too? You know, when you need to make money, wherever, you, you know, you find ways to stretch things. Did you have anything else to say about Tony Hawk? Uh, I want to go play it right now. I had a little bit of trouble with the controls at first, but I think it was more just about remembering them. Because you forgot about it. I very naturally wanted to go, you know, do the aerial on the ramp, then go into a revert, then straight into a manual. And like for some reason, I was having a lot of trouble with that at first. But the more I played it, the more easy it became. I think that was partially me getting used to the controls, but also like your stats improve as you keep playing. Like, you know, this game does have a light RPG element to it. Sure. I mean, well, you got to find them. You got to find them in the world. Right. right. So it actually became easier to play over time because I was playing it more. So I do appreciate that, you know, that uh, any game I play, I like when it becomes more fun over time, not just because I'm defeating some sort of like really hard system, but because it rewards, you know, incremental time spent. And so this game still has that in it. And it's cool when you play the one that's combined because you don't have to like, if you want to jump to the second game, you mm-hmm. don't have to like start over at the beginning and collect more stuff. Like you already be at the level that you were. So it's kind of like a new game plus sort of thing, you know? So that's, that's definitely cool. 
But yeah, it's great. I, I own both these games on N64, and I own... Well, actually, I've never actually owned a legit copy of them otherwise, so um, this is my second... This is my double dip for each game, but I'm happy I did it. I bought it with... Uh, I used my gold points, so I only spent like 33 bucks. I, I ended up using my gold points on that baby game that jo- that John was talking about last week. Which baby game? The baby game. The, oh, the, oh, oh, the sleep oh, one. Among the sleep. Yeah. yeah, I don't mean like baby game, like it's for kids yeah. or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. It, it intrigued me, and You're I happen it intrigued me, and I happened to have just the right amount, the exact amount that the cost was. I had that in gold points, so I ended up buying. I haven't played it yet, but I ended up just getting it because mm-hmm. it intrigued me from what you told me about it. But uh, even though I already have the game on PlayStation 4 and I already played it and all that, I did find myself kind of compelled to get it again just because of the idea of having a portable Tony Hawk on the Switch, just because this is all there is. And that did kind of like mm-hmm. make me be like, oh, well, maybe I should get it. And I'm, like, and I'm like, no, wait, you have all these other games that you haven't played yet. And, and Ease is coming out soon, so you don't need it. You know, that's what I was trying to tell here's, myself. Here's another thing you can tell yourself because you're bragging about how little you spent. You only spent fifteen dollars on the Tony Hawk on the PS4, yeah. So it's not really much of a double dip, sure. But also, I, I mean, but there's like Monster Hunter stories coming out and and mm-hmm. ease, and there's, I'm just saying, there's a lot of stuff for me to play. That, that I'm is, sure that Tony is, Hawk's going to go on sale at some point too. It's not like an Nintendo. Yeah, well, game. I, I figured, yeah, I figured I might get it later if it's less. But but the and fact for that the I, multiplayer, yeah. I think it's worth it. The fact yes, that I'll I'm be gonna like, be playing yeah. the multiplayer till the Switch dies. The same yeah. thing I said we said about the Mario Golf, like just having those adequate multiplayer features, not mm. excellent, not exquisite, adequate. That's all we ever wanted from Nintendo's online stuff. So oh, yeah, no, yeah, Mario no, Party online Mario Party was the first time where it felt like they were doing that. And so I would imagine they're using that same new online system because you can do the you can do the invites within Mario or within a Tony Hawk, just like you can with Mario. You golf can, yeah, Mario you can do it in golf too. You can do it in Mario mm-hmm. Golf as well, where you can mm-hmm. send invites to people who aren't playing. So that's so, so it's like in I everything it, now. Um, I just am super duper excited for these easy to access multiplayer games that aren't Splatoon and yeah, for real. Yeah, there, there's not a lot of them being made anymore. Honestly, like I can't think of too many like easy to jump in multiplayer games. Yeah, no, I was ranting about that with um with John that I feel like there aren't that many uh, games that are uh, really intuitive as far as getting online. I was talking, we were talking about Burnout Paradise and also in Horizon Four or uh, Forza Forza Horizon Four. I, I I never even figured out how to get online. Yeah. Justin and I played Burnout one time, and we spent twenty minutes trying to figure out how to get the online going because they had to bury it some strange way. Well, I, mean, I guess to make it more yeah. in tune with the game like inviting another racer into the race or whatever mm-hmm. like it wasn't just a menu option you just had you had to like go somewhere drive somewhere and find it oh weird yeah both of us bought that game because we wanted like a new racer on the switch that with an online a good online mode that wasn't mario kart yeah. oh and, and i remember when when you met up when we, when we both got in the same lobby we both had to drive to the starting location of the race yeah like it didn't just start you together. Like you, wherever you were on the map, you had to go drive to the same point to start the race. And it wasn't like really a race. It was just like, okay, go to that point over there. And then you go over there and it's not like finished. It's just like, you did it. And like, Woo. <laughs> wait, wait, wait again. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, what I was going to say is like, I can just, from what John is saying about this, I can imagine this like being your next like Hitman three game 
where all of a sudden yes. you have like 200 hours on Tony Hawk one and two, yep. you know, cause, uh, cause you said you already put 15 hours into it, right? Like, Oh, at within, least I like, probably put more in that now within, yeah. within like the what, four or five days since it's released, you know, I think it released at like one or two in the morning and I saw you were on Thursday. I, I think I saw you were already playing it cause I know it came the out minute that it was available. Yeah. Cause I think it was like two in the morning, maybe central time. Cause it came out it after three yeah, it, it came after when um, Mario Golf came out. So I, I was waiting up till mid. I waited up to, till midnight to see if it would come out at midnight. Didn't come out at midnight. Didn't come out at twelve oh five, twelve fifteen. I decided to see if it would come out at three Michigan time because that would be twelve o'clock California time, and it did. It came out at three. So from okay, there, I yeah, played so for another was, two hours. Yeah. So it was two. It was yeah two here, three in Michigan. So it was midnight California time. So yeah, yeah it's. It's it's all over the place. I mean, when it's not Nintendo, Nintendo is always like eleven o'clock, midnight on Eastern, whatever. But everything mm-hmm. else is kind of wishy washy, whatever. But uh, yeah, no, I think uh, I think that's our episode for this week. We just, I mean, I didn't think we'd have a, have this much to talk about about Mario Golf and Tony Hawk Pro Skater one and two, but here we are. Well, but, yeah. thanks to Jesse, we were able to play a bunch of online and get some. Yeah, and Jesse, you were there for you were there for both of our uh, for all of for it. the both of the games uh, online stuff. So, I mean, you were definitely a part of it. And yeah, know. we played Mario Golf till like five in the morning. We that did. Pretty- we we played till five exactly in the morning, but <laughs> but it was fun. I had I had a really good time doing it. So uh, I was happy that I, you guys. were I want to get on that to- again. Yeah, I agree. No, definitely. No, it was good. Like I said, because I've been working a lot, and it was nice to have to some time to just like hang out and you know and just play games and just like i said feel like a human again you know feel like myself again where i could just and and i like like i said a regular regular ass slow golf that's like my that's like my spot that's like my happy place i love just doing like same with like my love with mario party or whatever like i love the slow pace turn-based stuff like it's just brings me to the right spot and all that. Well, that's they're gonna be the new Mario Party. They're gonna put Speed Party. No, and, <laughs> and you know, there's no turns. You just try to run around the board. As you just fast run as you and can. knock everybody down. Yeah, yeah. You, you go and do mini games, and then you run to the next mini game. Yeah, and it, and it, now, when, when you get to the star, the star disappears, and then you have to go somewhere yeah. else. And you get a fight uh-huh. by the star. Yeah, I mean, we that shouldn't could, say that, this. We're gonna, we're giving them ideas. That could be a real one. I don't know. I'm excited about the new Mario Party. I don't know. It's uh, I mean, well, it's sure. going to be it's going to be a lot of the 64 stuff, but they did add some new stuff to it. I don't know. I buy every Mario Party game. I'm the fucking the Mario the ultimate Mario Party stand that buys like every fucking game they come out with, but I I never fun. buy Mario Party games, but I might <laughs> buy this one because of the sell of it having like a more fully featured online mode. Yeah. It is. That's kind of what I've been with. I don't have I don't yeah. usually play games with people in my house, so I don't um well, it has it has ran it has random mode also where you can finally play with people that you don't know like that would I would stream the shit out of that I always wanted to I, I want that to be, have tournaments too though give us some fucking Mario Party ranked shit please Nintendo I want that's te- definitely what I'm excited about with that game is I want to test my abilities I want to test my abilities against second graders it'll be fun yeah. but uh, yeah this has been our episode thank you so much for joining us Jesse for this. Is uh sure. is, do do you want to? Is there anywhere you want people to find you on the internet or anything like that? Yeah, I have my car, my political cartoon on Instagram and Twitter for Atomic Toaster Yo. Yeah, you got you got a lot of good stuff on that. I've I've been I've been reading it and all that stuff. It looks yeah, good. I enjoy doing it. I need to do more of it, but I do enjoy doing those. 
So and yeah, Atomic Toaster Yo is your uh, yeah is your Instagram. Everybody check that out. That's 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 me on everything. If you try to find me on karaoke or fucking anything online, <laughs> that's my in- or Twitter, not Twister. Twister online as well, but Twitter. My Twister, <laughs> my Twister is. Did I say Twister? No, I did on accident. Oh yeah, my twist. My Twister is Twitter Atomic Twister Toaster. at uh, Atomic Toaster Yo. Uh, speaking of speaking of Twister, I mean uh, speaking of Twitter. You can find uh you can find Jeremy and I on Twitter at Nintendo underscore domain or at JMaxStack. Uh yeah. I've been I've not tweeted much, but I look at it sometimes when I'm tired and need something to keep my brain going. But yeah, you can find us on there. Also uh youtube.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Or if you would like to support the show, go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. If you donate as little as a dollar, you can get all sorts of bonus stuff that is locked behind the paywall. We have over 30 episodes on there. Plus, if you give more, there's videos and uh, merchandise and stuff like that you can get. So check that out. Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. And if you want to hear more of my voice, you can listen to How Is It Now? Where Jess and I, we talk about old movies and how they are now. Uh, we just did an episode on Stephen King's Misery, which I thought was pretty awesome. I think that game is... I think that movie is still rad now, so... Let's to us talk about that at How Is It Now. And yeah, and, and sometime after this movie, I will stream again at twitch.tv slash Nintendo Main Podcast, and you can find me on there doing that. But uh, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jerry Mikowski. John Nitter. And a special guest. Jesse Bramhall. Bye, y'all. <laughs> and thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next week. See you. I think Jeremy went into the frozen zone. <laughs> I think so. I think yeah. thought. He was really, he was, <laughs> he was really, he was really into your I idea. I being, yeah. I thought I was being really deep. What I said, no, I mean, you had, you had a good point, but he, he's really, he's really meditating on it.